the show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, yeah, we are. We are here for you, and I hope that today is going to be a blessing to you. I'm so glad you're listening to us today wherever you are in the United States, and uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be with you. My name is Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms because you guys are worth it. We've got a very special focus for the show today that I think could help a lot of moms who are listening, and some dads too. Let's be honest. We've got dads and kids who listen to us as well. Our guest knows what it's like to go viral. She wrote a blog entitled, What Your Teenage Boy Needs Most From You, and it took off, reaching almost 2 million viewers. So today, this mom and the author of the book, Boy Mom, is here to help mothers of boys with things like boundaries, freedoms, healthy habits, how to instill the value of hard work and good money management. So uh, I have to say, I think there'll be some tidbits in there for moms of girls too. So stick around, stay tuned. For the Mested Channel Mom, right here after 60 seconds from our sponsors. The Life Center in Littleton is here for you. Whether you or someone you know needs help with groceries, GED prep, finding community, or figuring out what faith in Jesus really means, the Life Center wants to help. Located just south of downtown Littleton, we exist to offer our community practical help and lasting hope. Find out more at lifecenterlittleton.org. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yeah, welcome back to Channel Mom. A couple of quick orders of business before I get to our guest. Do check out ChannelMom.com. Follow us on YouTube. We have a channel there. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Insta. Uh, I'd love to have you kind of weighing in and tell me what uh, is on your mind and what you would like to hear and be areas you'd like to be served in as a mother. I mean, look, I I am just so deeply aware of mothers everywhere. I mean, I, I, (laughs) people might think I'm creepy when I'm at the mall or I'm at the grocery store because I just watch moms. And I think where would these babies, millions and millions and millions of babies, little ones, toddlers, teenagers, whoever it is, be 
without the mother. And, and dads have enormous values, so don't think I'm discounting that. But the mom is, is keeping things alive, keeping things going forward, keeping children focused on love and kindness and goodness and gentleness and hope and peace. I mean, moms are, are sort of the tutors of this world, and, and I'm just so grateful for the work that you do, and I want you to know that we're here to help you. So go to channelmom.com. There are all kinds of resources and connections you can get there, and uh, you could also pray for us or you could be a donor. We are deeply grateful for our donors, our church sponsors, our corporate sponsors. They keep us on the air and they keep us serving moms on the ground. So thank you, thank you, thank you, and God bless you. Also remember to check out our friends at lifecenterlittleton.org. They do so much for the family. And now they're training you to learn how you can help maybe some of those folks who make you uncomfortable. They're doing a very intensive training. Let's say you see somebody on a corner and you're not sure what to do when they're holding up that sign and asking for money. They train you in that area. And then finally, a shout out to all of our folks who will listen to us from around the country, people in Ozark and Enterprise and Level Plains, Alabama, also uh, in Pratt and uh, Medicine Lodge. We're so grateful for you guys. And, uh, the Inland Empire in California, and of course here in Denver and the folks in Little Rock as well. So grateful for you guys. All right, so I want to get to our de- guest, but I want the moms of mother, uh, the moms of girls not to just tune out. Kelly, you have both girls and boys, don't you? Yes, our producer, our producer has a lot of children, um, <laughs> so he's got some of each. I have a girl and a boy, and I want the mamas to know today that what Monica's going to talk about can also apply to your girls to a certain degree. And also, you want to hear how she's raising her boys that will impact girls. And uh, maybe you can uh, give some tips to your friends who have boys. All right, so she is Monica Swanson. As I said, she wrote a blog that went viral called What a Teenage Boy Needs Most from His Mom, and moms wanted to know. That's why millions read it. She's got some huge and wise tips for mothers of sons. And uh, the name of her book is Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. And don't we all want to know that? I've got a son uh, who's 21 years old, and I'm still trying to parent him, even though maybe he doesn't want me to. Hey, welcome to the show, Monica. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Yeah, we're, we're glad to have you. So why don't we start out? I mean, I, I, I want to get really real. I'm always hoping that who's ever tuning in doesn't feel ostracized by us or misunderstood or uh, put down by us. I'm, I'm always um, open to the mama who's here who, who doesn't have faith the, the way that uh, I do and, may, and the way that you do. We just want to love every mom. So I just I, I, I want to kind of bring all moms in by letting them see your your scars and your scabs. You look on the outside like a perfect person. You're you're tall, blonde, and skinny. You've got four gorgeous boys. You have a husband who's a doctor, and to top it all off, you live in Hawaii, so you're tan all the time and uh, super fit. And I mean, you just look like you've got it going on all the time, and everything's perfect. But I'm sure that's not the case. And I think oh, no. one of go ahead. I- is a vacation here for sure. We we just live a paradise life. No, it's that is not the full story. I promise you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think frankly, your lack is what drove you to write this book. Mm-hmm. You, you had a day right. where you felt like yuck. I don't measure up. I I'm failing. I, I I don't know what really matters in the end for how I should raise my children. So talk about that kind of crisis. Yes, you bet. It was more than a day. It was it was many days that turned into a long season of just really crying out to God saying, you know, I, my dream has come true. I wanted to be a wife and a mom 
and yet it's a lot harder than I thought it would be. And, and just feeling that overwhelm of all the voices, all the messages out there of what, what I should be doing, what my kids should look like, all the activities, all of the things, and just really feeling overwhelmed, which I've since then discovered a whole lot of moms feel the same way. Yeah, that's true. So you came up with this book, Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. And, and you did, you lay in bed one night and asked your husband, what really matters? What should we be pursuing? And you came up with 12 chapters. So, right. so 12 things really matter. But you do have some favorites. Can you quickly tell me what the favorites are among those 12? Sure. And, and to be clear, it was many years after that night that this book came out. So there was a lot of trial and error, a lot of uh, learning curves along the way. But ultimately, I would say, you know, though there's 12 chapters, I think they're all worth reading. It, it's keeping an eye on the, the vision for the men that we are raising, for the young men that will one day launch from our homes. And, and ultimately, that, I believe, comes down to character and faith. Mm-hmm. It comes down to identity, some of those really foundational principles that are easy to lose track of in the day-to-day grind of raising kids and all the overwhelm of the daily stuff. So yeah, I think keeping a vision for the young men and the kind of hearts we want them to have when they leave us one day. Yeah, and and I mean, I look back on raising my son and I think, oh, I should have said this and I should have focused more mm-hmm. on this and sure. and um, I wish that I had done more for his character. But, but I want you to give a, a couple of tips to moms today who think, yeah, I want my son to grow up to be generous and kind and thoughtful and to have self-discipline so, so he's not... Um, out there, you know, sexually active with 40 people. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. there's some yep. things that we want to really, let's be honest about them. So, so right. you have um, some tips about instilling character and self-discipline. Let's sure. talk about that for a little while. Yes. Well, I think one of the keys is just to talk about these things. I think that when boys hit a certain age and get a little quieter and start pulling away a little bit, sometimes moms get uncomfortable. And the response to that is to just step back and kind of let go and feel a little bit helpless. And I say, that's when we need to step in and lean in and say, listen, we're going to keep talking. I'm, going to, I'm still here for you. My role will change. I'm not the same mommy I was when you were a toddler, but I'm here to coach you now. I'm here to mentor you, and I want to, I want to keep these conversations going and continue to point them to the Word of God, continue to point them to the narrow way, which does not look anything like what the world looks like today, but it, it's the right way. And, and bringing in God's Word, bringing in the book of Proverbs has been so instrumental for our family, and just talking to our boys about what is wisdom, what is foolishness, and, and there's plenty of examples of that all around us in culture, in the news, everywhere. You're right. And we do just need to be willing to talk about the tough stuff. Now, I don't know that this was the best approach, but when my son w- was 16 and 17, and we, we didn't let him date till he was 16, but uh, I, <laughs> when he would leave the house, I would famously say, don't have sex when he would leave the house. Um, and I said that repeatedly, and I'm sure he was tired of it, but at least I was mentioning it. At least I was saying, right. this is something I actually want you to prevent yourself from doing. Um, right. and, and, and we do. We have to be willing to talk about it. Talk. So, yes, so can you talk about, I was, I was just listening to a statistic about how, in fact, Proverbs does work out in our lives, That in, 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 and it sounds fuddy-duddy and old-fashioned, but, but if you get married, you wait to get so you get married, you wait to have children when you're married and you stay married, you're, mm-hmm. you're like way less likely to deal with poverty and a number mm-hmm. of other things. But if you do it backwards mm-hmm. and you have your baby yeah. first or you're single mm-hmm. your whole life, whatever it is, and this is me yeah. not, this is not me putting down people that have had to go through that. We've all made sure. mistakes, but sure. you're right. Pro- the Proverbs, yeah. the truth that they tell us, they work. They, they actually work. make our lives better. So, so talk to me a, a little bit about the mom out there that thinks, I don't know how to instill character in my son. So let's say I start talking about it. What else should I do? 
Right. The other, the other key and a chapter in the book is on influence. And I just believe that there's so many bad influences, as glamorous and flashy and, and rich and famous as they may be, they're not setting a good example. And so for us moms to look around and find some good examples of people who are doing it God's way and are doing well, who are happy and fulfilled and can set an example and then point our kids to follow some of these role models is going to be so helpful because there comes a day where mom and dad just aren't enough. We need great youth leaders. We need role models. We need people in the spotlight and not in the spotlight who we can point to and say, look at their life. Don't you want this? Yeah. That's why I like athletes like Tim Tebow because he's, He's not That's nerdy, <laughs> you know. You know, you just you just point to him and say, "Look at how success. Look at how that looks. Yes. It's fantastic." Right. And he's serving yeah. people for God, so God bless him. Yeah. He's a great yeah. role model. All right, so so that kind of gets us to boundaries and freedoms. Mm-hmm. You yeah. you don't poo poo freedoms. You're like, hey, look, boys are boys. You got to let them be yeah. adventurous. So yeah. so you got to find freedoms that you can allow them to have, but you yeah. also have to set boundaries. So talk about how a mom can do that. Right. Well, I think that beginning when they're young, moms tend to um, want to protect their sons, want to baby them a little bit more than necessary. And so if there's a dad involved, usually trusting the dad a little more. If there's not a dad involved, finding some role models, whether they're coaches or other men in your life, and and really beginning to let your boys experience some true, good, old-fashioned freedoms of adventure, of doing hard things, of working and playing and falling down, and just letting them experience that. And then as they grow up, of course, it's going to get a little more serious. But I do believe that when boys experience real freedoms, real adventure, they're going to be less likely to go seeking adventure in places like the Internet or sexual promiscuity or drugs or alcohol. And so I I think that there's a real tie there between those who are getting to experience adventures and those who aren't. Yeah, that's a great point. Because in this digital age, I think more boys are looking for uh, adventure in all the wrong places because yep. they're sitting Absolutely. there with that little digital screen, that little phone, mm-hmm. and, and yep. they're going off to pornography or whatever it is to get some excitement instead sure. of going outside and surfing like your boys yes. do or whatever yes. it is. They need yes. to find adventure away from that stupid little screen, right? 100%. Absolutely. And, and they do. There's tons of research and studies that have proven it and, and that, you know, boys are experiencing a false sense of strength and victory when they're on a little screen moving their thumbs and they think they're conquering kingdoms and and taking down bad guys. Well, let's get out and do the real thing and you won't have that same need to find it online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's so good. And you have limits for your boys. Can you talk a little bit about the digital technology limits you have for your boys? Yeah, well, I think that this is going to be different for every family depending on, you know, how much mom and dad are home and the activities the kids are in. So I try not to give anything too cut and dry that's going to work for everyone. Um, for us, we really do try to focus on all they can do. So it's, you know, surf till dark, wear them out, mm-hmm. climb trees. Do. So we focus on all the things they can do. But really, we just put some pretty tight limits. We don't really do much gaming at all unless they're with friends on a special occasion. There's just no games going on. Um, you know, phones are just limited. Use them for what they're meant for and and some communication. But I mean, we're probably pretty old-fashioned in that way in that we just don't see a whole lot of need for them to be staring at a little device when they could be doing bigger, better things. And, and not all those things are outdoors. I've got sons who read big books and have fallen in love with literature. And that, that actually caught me by surprise. But once they are limited in what their choices are, they find things to do. 
Yeah. And I'll be honest, I think I've I've failed to a certain degree with not keeping my kids away from their phones more. However, we did keep my son away from violent video games because yeah. our family has been through a school shooting. My, my husband was in a school shooting. And the research is overwhelming that violent video games lead to violence. Yeah. And many of the shooters in those cases had been people who yeah. used violent video games a lot. And, and so yeah. we learned that we should not let our, our child participate in that. So that was one thing we limited. However, I have not been as good about limiting the phone. And it's such, if you think about it, it's such a limiting environment. It's this yeah. little tiny three by six screen that is not helping their lives i, I really right. believe that and i get depressed sometimes about how much how yeah, much well, I don't and, have and i think we as parents struggle with the same thing and then for me to set that example means step one is me being on guard against my own addiction to my phone yeah. and my devices so it's not easy i'm not saying we're perfect in any way yeah 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 all right so let's because faith and character are the two that you listed I mean, I, as I said at the beginning of the show, I, I kind of straddle both worlds. I'm definitely in the secular world with friends who really just do not have faith in Christ at all. And then I have friends uh, and myself who, who have deep faith in, in Christ yeah. and in, in the Bible. Um, so, so how do you talk to the mom about who, who, who wants to have her, her wants her child to have faith? How, how does yeah. she get to that? And, and by the way, so many unbelieving moms bring their kids to VBS. Bring their kids to be, bring yeah, their kids to Sunday sure. school because they want their kids to have God. It's just really curious. They do. But but they do. H- how do you nurture faith in a son? Right. Well, kind of just what we talked about with devices is going to apply across the board. It's kind of a thread throughout my whole book, and that is moms. It really starts with us. It starts with mom and dad, and and so it's hard to give your son something you don't have. So I'm going to encourage moms who want their kids to have faith to say. What about my own faith? And and to really begin by having a heart that reaches out to God. And our faith will never be perfect as long as we live on earth, but we certainly can have a humble heart and come to God and say, I need your wisdom, I need your help. And, and I believe that kids are watching and that if you can communicate to your son sincerely, your son or daughter, I mean, this works absolutely with both boys and girls, but just say, listen, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm going to grow. Will you grow with me? Like, let's do this together. I believe it's the right way. And take some of those steps yourself, and you'd be shocked at how kids are just ready and willing to take that journey with you. Yeah. I used to talk out loud about the things that God was showing me in prayer or Mm -hmm. the struggle I was having or what I was praying about that day. And I remember I was really surprised the first time my son, he won some kind of championship in football as like an eight-year-old or something. Mm -hmm. And he was walking up the stadium stairs and and all these people were following him and he dropped to his knees to thank God. And all these people had to to wait for him. Well, he had watched me again and again drop to my knees and I thought, oh my goodness, he, yes. He's doing it too, and and it was yeah. it was kind of edifying. It was wonderful. All right, so I want to make sure we get to the things that I said you would get to. What about <laughs> in this day and age? Again, because of the digital world, it is hard to get our children to work because they're so preoccupied with those screens. And and I have struggled with this. I will tell you. Now my daughter yeah. will help around the house, but my son is way less likely because yeah. because they've got this lazy world mm-hmm. that that they're yeah. used to to being able to live in. How do we get our boys to to understand the value of hard work and money management? How how do you do that with your boys? Oh. Yeah, this this one's taken me a long time to learn. So I'm I'm 
not going to say I'm any kind of expert, but I do believe that this is one that we have to be intentional about. It's not going to come natural. Most of us don't have cows that need milking in the dark of the morning. Most of us have a pretty (laughs) easy life in this day and age, and so it's going to take us having to be creative and find things that those kids have to do, and then being firm and holding your ground and setting the standards high. So for us, it's really taken a lot of of energy to decide we are going to have boys who learn to work hard, and then we're going to point them to getting jobs. We're going to point them to serving in the church, you know, sending them down in the morning to set up on church crew, and we're going to find ways. And it's tough. It's it's certainly not one that's ever going to come natural in the day we live in today. Yeah. You're good at sound bites. I used to work in television, and everybody had to speak in 20-second sound bites, and you're very good at it. You're very, very good at it. And a few radio shows. (laughs) I love them. Okay, so again, we're talking to the author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. And uh, in the book, you've got 20 ways to make your son feel loved. Such cute things. Laugh at his jokes is one thing you say. Scratch his back. Um, spontaneously stop for ice cream or something that is a treat for him. I mean, you've got some beautiful ways to love. Let's talk, though, about as we're um, helping our boys to learn the value of hard work and we're assigning tasks to them, you have a whole chapter on how you can impose discipline that's relevant. Like yeah. like when they do something wrong or when they don't obey you, how do we discipline them in a way that has an impact because it's a relevant discipline? Absolutely. Yeah, natural consequences are, are some of the most valuable and um, and helpful. Sometimes it's so hard to give those sons the consequences and daughters too. You know, they forget their lunch for the fourth time. Yeah. Do we run it to them or do we say, I'm so sorry, you know, you can eat after school. They forget their homework. Are you going to rescue them or are you going to let them suffer the consequences? And let me interrupt. Think, you use the yeah. word related, not relevant. So it has to yeah. be a related consequence. And, and, the and most you, powerful yes. ones are. Absolutely. They're going to be, the natural consequences are going to be related to what they do. And if they're isn't something that's just easy, the most important thing we can do and something I am not naturally good at is to have in your back pocket a list of consequences that might be, you know, somehow related. They may not be a natural consequence, but we can call them logical consequences. So if you, you know, play your game longer than you're supposed to, the next day you're going to lose that game. If you don't obey here, there's going to be something that you can somehow tie to that offense or that mistake, that you know, misbehavior, and you're going to give them a consequence that in their mind they will relate to. That's related to. Hey, by the way, I had a whole song set aside for your intro. I was really proud of it. It's super cheesy, but it goes very well with your book, Boy Mom. So here's my cheesy theme song for this show. Okay, so there you go. There's your theme song. So good. All right, so I love it. I didn't know I had a theme song for my book, and now yeah, I now, do. Now, when you take the stage, you should make them play the Denise Denise Williams, I right? Did. Yeah, Denise Williams. Yes. Let's hear it for the boy. Um, all right, so we got to wind up. You got to tell people how to find you, your blog, and the book. So, can you do that? My pleasure. Yes. Well, my home base is my blog, monicaswanson.com. There you will find links to all the different places. I do have a podcast now, the Boy Mom Podcast, which has been just a ton of fun covering all kind of, kinds of topics related to raising boys. And, uh, you know, I'm on Instagram at monicaswanson underscore. And then the book, of course, is at, on Amazon and pretty much anywhere books are sold. And just look for Boy Mom. Awesome. And they can find the podcast if they go to monicaswanson.com. Um, they will find the podcast. They can also just search for Boy Mom Podcast on 
their podcast apps. Beautiful. Well, yeah. you and your precious four boys and your your <laughs> husband, you are brave My people life. raising, yes, <laughs> in your perfect life in Hawaii. I'd like to come visit you sometime if that would be all right. <laughs> you are welcome. I'd show you my piles of laundry and dishes and bills just like everybody uh, else. That's but right. Yes, I'd take you to the beach too. Yes, amen. <laughs> I would like that first. Um, well, thank you so much for being on Channel Mom, Monica. It's a pleasure. And uh, thank you for writing Boy Mom. Oh, thank you and aloha. Okay, aloha. Alrighty, everybody, a uh, quick couple pieces of business. I am going to be speaking this weekend at a writer's conference called Writers on the Rock. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be at Bear Valley Church. I think that's in Lakewood. Uh, and I'm hoping that I can just encourage these folks as they, you know, write and work and wait to be published. And I know it can be difficult. Um, I also want to give a little shout out to my new friend, Sandra, who listens to the show. I'm very grateful for her and all the moms who listen regularly. Grateful for you as well. Uh, I do want to say what I always say at the end of every show. If nobody has thanked you today, if you feel unrecognized for all the sacrifices you make, for all the hard work you put in, for how exhausted you get as you raise your babies, I am here to thank you. Thank you for all that you do to raise your children well and to uh, commit yourself to sacrificing on their behalf. I know that it's a sacrifice and I know that sometimes it feels thankless, but one day you will know that God was watching and smiling as you uh, made those sacrifices on behalf of your kids. And then finally, you know, follow us, like us. I don't pitch this enough, but uh, we're on social media at, uh, where are we? At Channel Mom on Facebook, at Channel Mom, on Twitter, at Channel Mom, on Insta. I don't do enough Insta. I need to do that more, so you could help me. Uh, I would love it if you'd reach out to me and tell me what I should be talking about on Insta or what you'd like to know. And also follow us on YouTube, and uh, you can also become a part of our ministries and volunteer. You know, we serve moms through Homestretch Moms on the ground and moms who are coming out of homelessness. They just need a mentor. They need a friend. They need somebody to keep them away from their old lifestyle and get them back on track and pray for them and uh, guide them. We've got a great little curriculum from the Denver Rescue Mission that we guide them through. And then uh, our Forever Moms Prison Outreach. We're loving on moms in prison because we don't want that legacy to get passed on. If we can help those mamas reconnect with their kids and parent them well, then their kids won't end up in prison too. So you can check out that ministry. And then our Channel Mom Coffees. You could host one. We'd love you to be a part of Channel Mom Coffees. So check us out there as well. All right. Have I said enough? <laughs> uh, I just want you to be blessed. I want this show to be a blessing. I want what we do through our outreach to be a blessing and a help to you. So, yeah, that's all I can say. Thank you so much for all you do. Thank you to my family who supports me, my kiddos, my mom and my dad. God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio. And if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us. 
to put this show on the air and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family. 